Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Adrienne Branch, who is a financial advisor. There is so much to talk about related to how Adrienne's journey developed and what she does to support people with their finances. Let's jump right into this and welcome Adrienne. Thank you, Summer, so much. It's such a pleasure to be here, and I'm excited that we're getting to do this. It's been a long time coming, but here we are. We made it, and I can't wait to get into this with you. The first question I have, if you were to sum up your journey in one word to this point, what would it be? Ah, that's such a great question. And there was one word that just like smacked me in the face as you asked that question. And the word would be transformational. Uh, I think that there's just been so many pivotal moments and changes in my life, even as of late, last one year, two years, three years have been so dramatically different from each other that, you know, the transformation that have, that has come from all of the changes and adversity and it's just made me who I am today and who I am today. I think I'm the best version of myself today. So I'm excited for, for where I am and the journey that um, I've experienced the ebbs and flows, ups and downs, all of it. So transformational would be the word. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that word. And before we dive into that professional journey, let's explore your personal background. Can you talk a bit about where you grew up, how your journey developed over time, as well as some of maybe your hobbies and some things in your life that bring you balance and well-being? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I was raised in Oregon. I was born in Alaska. I only lived there for six months. So nothing, nothing too crazy, but raised in Oregon. I went to elementary school, high school, middle school, you know, everything very green. You're going camping during the summer. You're outside when it's nice. And then, you know, the other eight months of the year, you're inside because it's raining. So lots of indoor activities. Uh, I used to ride horses professionally, always just really active. So I did track and field, played softball. So that component of health and, you know, having a area to channel your energy to so you can have a good outcome for what workouts do for you mentally has always been hugely important for me. So that's followed through till today. You know, after Oregon, I've done a lot of moving around and I would say most of it was just because I love to change my environment. I think that there's so much out there to see and explore that, you know, me being trapped in Portland, Oregon or Beaverton, Oregon, my whole life is going to limit what I'm even capable of thinking about. So after Oregon, I left and moved to Arizona for a year. I just way too hot, entirely way too hot. I was walking into a preheated <laughs> oven every damn day. And so oh. one year goes by, I'm like, yeah, we need to switch this up. And then at the time, my dad's health wasn't doing too well. So, and he, him and his wife were living in Spain and they were uh, pregnant with my little brother. So moved out there to Spain for about six months just to help and, and kind of just do something different. Why the hell not? Right. Yeah. Um, after about six months, my brother was born and it was there just, to, it was just such an awesome, amazing moment of life to be able to experience that. But then I, you know, had to get back to work because there's a thing called money and we need to pay bills. So I had to move yeah. back to the United <laughs> States, but didn't want to go back to Oregon. Wasn't too excited about it. I was like, I'm, I'm getting, you know, attracted and I love to move and see these different places and experiences and how I feel and react to different environments. So I can't go back to Oregon. So I moved to Florida, lived there for about five years. 
during this whole time, I was working with AT&T. So I worked at AT&T and I would just transfer locations. So it made it really easy on the job security side. Uh, there's always a position open. So it was just, you know, transferring and, and getting that set up. But moved to Florida. That's where I met my husband. And about five years after we got married, had two kids, moved to Japan, moved to San Diego, moved to Oregon. He's in the Navy. So we did some moving after that and then ended up back in San Diego for a second time. And that's where I reside now with my two daughters, Isla and Cree, who are four and five and no longer divorced. So that's been wrapped up in this journey here. One thing that I've taken away from this journey in my life so far is that your environment is the most powerful thing you could focus on when you've got your eyes set on specific goals. So if those goals are vastly huge and your environment isn't supporting you getting there, you're either not going to get there or it's going to be a hell of a lot harder too. And, you know, why create more fight if you don't have to? Yeah. And I think that's really great insight. Your environment really influences you quite a bit because you've been through all this transition, these ebbs and flows of life. How is it different for you today to be in this environment of calm, peace, wellness now? than maybe some things that happened previously, or maybe in the last one, two or three years? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. I would say, let's just even go three years back where I was still living with my ex and with our kids and starting a business during COVID. Oh, it was a real interesting time with a six month old baby and an 18, I mean, they're 20 months apart. So I do the math there, but I was able to get an amazing gift from a friend. And it was a book that helps me understand better my mindset. And then another friend recommended another book and that was Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. I just took so many valuable, you know, keynotes from that book and and implemented them right away. And I knew from the finish of that book that I needed to, to leave my current environment. I needed to get divorced. It was not pushing me in the direction I needed to go. And I also was just in a phase of life where I've got two kids. I don't need a third to try to retrain or, you know, I'm not trying to retrain someone. I want everyone to be who they are and then, you know, bring your values to the table. And I do the same thing and it just wasn't happening. So I would notice that when he would go on deployments, I was happy as a clam. I was in a routine. My kids and I were dialed into, you know, school, making lunches, laundry, everything just flowed so smoothly. And I was like, this is unusually comfortable. I I actually really like this environment. (laughs) Maybe I should make this more permanent. Uh, My energy was different that my, me being present with my kids was different. It was just so much more fulfilling. And then through the journey of just continuing to self-develop and reading good content and changing my environment of friends, even right. It was Jim Rohn that said you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And, you know, looking at my immediate circle, not terrible people, but people that were in positions that I didn't aspire to be in. And I still love them for who they are and they're amazing individuals, but I needed some next level shit. And so I needed to have pressure from my environment to help me, you know, climb this crazy journey that I'm climbing and building and starting businesses and, and things of that nature. So I I had to look at my immediate circle, my immediate environment, and then I kind of just did the inward look and then out. So I did all of the self-development. I'm not done, still working on it. It's a forever thing. Worked on a lot of myself and, you know, started establishing requirements of people I needed to have in my life. Like what's a requirement of them? Like what is the value add that this relationship brings to the table? But also myself, I need to self-develop so that way I can be a value add to the relationships that I am involved in as well. And so when I just started having that type of mental seamlessness that 
I need to be a good person. I need to be grateful for the things that I have. My kids are fed and have clothing and we've got transportation and we've got food and we've got a roof over our heads. We've got our immediate you know, necessities of life taken care of. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful. There's so, so many families that go through so much, uh, just everything. You guys are, I don't need to say anything, but just so many people that go through so many unfavorable situations. And even when you do go, go through those times, finding the times to be grateful and express gratitude is what holds on, what helps you hold on to adversity as you're going through these transformational times. And, and that's really just what I, what I did. Kept expressing gratitude affirmations. I am my biggest hype man. Every single morning, I'm like, Adrian, you are the shit. I was like, go slay, go get a girl. <laughs> and no one can tell me otherwise. I'm not even joking. You like, I look in my mirror and I have that talk. And then I just start cracking up laughing. And then I'm like, in the best mood to start my day. So why would you want to start your day any other way? Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm glad you, that you've mentioned so much here about that transition transformation and how you got to where you are today and that this is a forever learning situation. I get it for, you know, where can we be that value add to ourselves and to the world? Let me ask you, you are a financial advisor. Let's get into this area of your life and that transformation from where you were and working with AT&T and doing the other jobs that you've done to financial advisor. This really is a, a very interesting opportunity how this started. So after we moved back from Japan, you know, I was still on a leave of absence. I had two kids back to back. So I was able to strategically stack my time off of work <laughs> for three years. Wow. <laughs> on and on to do that in California. I can help you with that. It was very crafty. Wow. Um, and I'll be good. So yeah. um, <laughs> disclaimer. That's good. Yeah. This <laughs> just, just, disclaimer. It was legal. <laughs> it was legal. <laughs> Um, but I came back with two kids and I was like, you know, I, I can't work these hours. Like I, if I were working these hours, I would miss being able to put my kids to sleep. I wouldn't be able to nurse my babies the way that was so meaningful and important to me. And it was just too much of a demand to a corporation. And I was like, ah, no, it's not, that's not the, that's not the name of the game for me. I need to prioritize my kids and, and that. So initially, you know, took time off work. But then when I came back, I was like, I need to do something that I can work from anywhere and have that flexibility of scheduling my time around my kids because I need to prioritize family first. There's, that's just the most important thing is my girl tribe. The second thing is that I just needed to be doing something that was impactful. I needed to better someone's life. I needed to have more of the one-on-one -on -one connection with someone because I know that one of my skill sets was being able to build trust with someone really quickly and use that for their betterment. And so I'm like, how can I monetize that? Or how can I, you know, contribute and, you know, make a living off of this because I'm passionate about it. So anyways, I had like these requirements of, of what I needed in my next job opportunity. That's really where the foundation started of, of my search. So I hopped on Indeed and then going through, you know, numerous job positions, came across an opportunity to contract with Northwestern Mutual, read the, the description of the contracting work. And I was like, sounds a little bit too good to be true. <laughs> so mm -hmm. five interviews later, every single person that I had met with the managing partners, the directors, I mean, everyone was just so amazing that they just like operated from their heart all the time. Everything that they did when they showed up for work, they were operating from their heart. And that was just exactly what I wanted to be a part of. So I started my journey with Northwestern Mutual Contracting and I run a financial planning and wealth management practice. And during that time, I mean, that took your life and health licensing and then going through three investment exams, which the first two I failed twice. 
And the second, I think I felt all of them twice, actually, and passed them all on the, on the third time. Yeah. <laughs> They're so hard. And then I'm, you know, raising two kids and then I have a deployed husband at the time. So I felt like I was doing it all, but I did pass one of those tests when he was deployed for about a month. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, I got the kids to school. They didn't die. Everyone's healthy and happy and fed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was able to run the business and I was able to get this test done. And at that point I was like, wow, what am I capable of? What am I actually capable of? So that was a little breakthrough moment for me. Those are the times where I'm grateful for, for adversity right? It's not right. ideal for you to be on underway deployment while I am at home raising two kids and running a business or starting a business. You know, once I saw what I was capable of, I was like, Ooh, this is exciting. What else? What else? Yeah. So, so a lot of what I do on the finance side is really just get people to be comfortable with the conversation of money. At no point in our upbringing, is there a very rigid program of this is the life path of things that you should be considering at maybe this benchmark age or this benchmark age, or when should you start saving and when and how and how much and for how long? And just so many questions that people didn't know, myself included, that I can impact people here. I've got great connections to great people. And I want to make sure that I'm continuing to bring value to the table. That is life-changing, right? Health and wealth. And all of these things are tied into each other. And if we have anything going wrong in our health that can affect our wealth and vice versa. So knowing that health and being in the gym and all of those things are really important to me. And then the finance side and wealth and building and strategy and, you know, the craziness behind everything that financial planning comes with was exciting to me. And I was like, I love this so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I get to impact and I get to travel and I get to do seminars and I get to speak and breathe life into people and say, Hey, you know, this may be your current financial state, but this is the goal. And we're going to do that. It's going to take a little work, but we've got to get you there. And I know it's important and we can, and you're capable. So just being able to uplift people and breathe life into them again, and know that finances is such an emotional part of our lives. It affects everything that we do, that it can often undermine some of our best intentions that when we don't have a fine tuned written plan in place, that's really where I thrive. And I love what it's taught me. Not only do I pour into myself on an educational perspective for what I do, the self-development, I think it's really helped me become more human. I'm learning about more people's stories and journeys and where they come from and their backgrounds and their experience. And, and I'm learning what excites them in life. And then I get to support that. Like if there's someone that just absolutely loves to read books, great. I'm going to give you my most exciting, I don't know, finance book or self-development book or whatever book that, you know, might be a match for you, but just being able to have those, those types of relationships have been a part of my transformation because I get to experience life through other people because I, I deeply connect with individuals in that way. And that's why I think I'm really good at this. <laughs> yeah, I love this. This is so important because as you said, many times, one, we haven't even had conversations about money. And what we learn is by what we see others doing, how they're using money, saving money, spending money, all of that. And it can be tied to what I like to call our money DNA. And there's so much emotion attached to it. So when we just on an individual basis, when we deal with our own money, how do we feel about money? Have you ever thought about how you felt about money, how you use money, how you spend money, what you feel like when you don't have money, like all these different things, right? But then what happens when you pair with somebody else? 
Yeah. Oh my word. And yeah. you both come from different ideas and you both have different money DNA, right? You both yeah. have your beliefs, your ideas, your patterns of behavior, your habits related to money. And yeah. whoo, that is a lot of work. Like you said, and I'm going to take this from your own words, operating from their heart. Your company operates from a heart-based place. And that's where you make that connection. Absolutely. You're making that connection because what keeps somebody with us and working with us is trust. Mm -hmm. And first it's that connection. Then it's the trust, creating the trust. And then they start opening up about their real feelings about money, about life, about what they're doing with their money and how that's impacting their life, their livelihood. And it sounds like you went through something similar. You went through your own process of discovery and understanding, and now you love what you do. This is what this podcast is all about, is talking to women about why you love what you do. What was that aha moment? So what was that aha moment? Like, yes, this is it. This is work. I passed those tests. It took (laughs) three times, but I did it. And when you pass that first test, you were like, yeah, man, I got this. Yeah, this is what it's all about. And it's feeding my soul. It was that moment. What was that moment where it was like, yes, this is this is it. This is going to be what feeds my soul. You know, I'm so grateful that I continue to get those moments that continue to push me. And I would say that the first time I had a conversation with someone and we just cried together through Zoom. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me her whole journey and backstory. And I'm just over here sobbing. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) can we keep this together? She's like, it's okay. It's okay. We're just crying. And I was just like, I'm so grateful that someone felt so comfortable with me to be this vulnerable and open up. And she's like, I've never shared this with anybody. And I just met you 10 minutes ago. (laughs) So there is something that is just so powerful for that. And that feeds me and keeps me wanting to do this because I know that I was given a gift and that gift is trust. And that gift is for people to feel comfortable to come to me and talk to me about some really real shit. Yes. And that they're going to leave feeling judged and that they're going to leave feeling just a little bit better, even if it was just them getting it off of their shoulders. Sometimes that's all it takes. But I'm a very resourceful person. So, you know, my brain starts thinking and I meditate. And I'm like, okay, this person's got the scenario. Just like you, Summer, yeah. we're trying to get all the pieces of the puzzle to move up and, and say, hey, this is the plan. And I've created and I've solved all of your problems, right? Maybe I'll solve <laughs> all of them, but one at a time and just giving people little steps to do that can just help them, you know, get into a, a different places has been such an amazing feeling. And I just I thrive in that type of environment. And I appreciate what you just said. You give them the steps to do. And that's really important because we can, we can think and we can manifest and we can hope. And I, I love all that. But to do in connection with our thoughts, combining those two things, our thoughts and the practical application is so critical. Yeah. Uh, Knowledge is nothing if it's not applied knowledge. You're not moving the needle, right? If you're not going to apply it. As much as we have these cathartic conversations, which builds that trust, it's also about doing. And then how do people motivate them? selves to do like you do every morning going, I'm up, I'm awake and I'm alive and I'm (laughs) thankful. 
I feel like there's two different things here. There's happiness and joy and our joy comes from within. Our happiness sometimes deals with external factors and it could be short-lived, but our joy is internal and you have the internal joy and strength. So I'm so happy that you've shared that with me today. You shared that one word, transformational. We've got into that personal aspect and how that really applied to bringing you to where you are today professionally as well, that you're a financial advisor, how you work with people. We've covered so much, so much here today. My question for you is, what are some of the biggest struggles for folks that face outside of spending beyond their means? What are some of the other financial issues that people really confront? Yeah, I I think the number one thing is just the lack of the plan altogether. Let's be real. People are busy as hell. You're spending minimum 40 hours a week at work. You've got a family or not. You've got hobbies or not. I mean, you're just busy allocating time towards lifestyle things, which you should. If I'm sitting here with a full-time job day in and day out, and I'm talking financial strategy and efficiency and connecting people, over time, I'm just naturally going to develop a very particular skill set that will be valuable to other individuals. But if that's not your environment every single day, then offload that shit to someone else who does do it every single day. Because there are going to be things that you just haven't thought of. And there's going to be questions you don't know to ask. And taking a step back on that question, I think not just the plan, but having the right trusted person. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be the advisor that can help everyone under the sun that I'm going to connect with everyone. That would be silly. But I'm really confident that I can help connect people to the right advisor. And whether that's through, you know, I know a little bit more about your personality. Maybe you're more analytical and you want someone who can explain things at an analytical level for you to understand. Or maybe you just need someone who's more charismatic and makes this a lighter conversation. It makes this fun. I think the mismatch from a client advisor situation happens so often that it inhibits the client from being able to move forward or delays them. But a delay in a year, if we're talking about anything a year goes by like that and then two years and then three years and now we've just lost a lot of opportunity to do a lot of different things i would say that if you are just getting your feet wet in the financial planning conversation and this is a little scary for you find someone that you trust find someone that is a human that is relatable that doesn't judge you and don't give up until you found that person that connects with you. And even if that means you've got to go through 10 advisors to find that energy connection, that magnet type of feeling, when you feel that, you know, you found the right advisor and then ride with them and know that that person, because you've picked them yourself, has their best, has your best interest at heart. All right. But if you need help or any guidance with that, I'm happy to direct you in the right way. Or if it's me, then it's me. If you like me, then let's start there, right? Whatever you want. I'm, I'm an abundance type of person. So if it's not you, there's plenty of business out there. I just want to help impact and I want to help people create a plan and be really intentional with how they live their life from a personal, professional, and a financial aspect. I love that. Now, if you can leave the listeners with a tip to improve their financial health, what would it be? Be very clear on your goals. Start with a short-term goal. Check the box. Have some long-term goals. Check the box. Everyone's situation is different, so it's really hard to say that there's one tip, but I would say that if you can get yourself into a place where you're feeding your brain the right content, you're asking the right questions, whether you're listening to podcasts about money or pour into your own education so that way you can apply it to your own scenario. And that way, when you have these conversations, you're a little bit more well-equipped with tools to understand how the financial system works or how a financial plan works. 
but you've got to do a little bit of legwork and it's not, Hey, this is my financial advisor. They're going to handle it all for me. No, be committed. You know, this is your money. You're busting your ass and you're working so hard for it. Be involved in where your money is allocated and just be understanding of it. Forget social media and focus on your shit. (laughs) There's nothing important than focusing on your own shit first. So that's probably where I would leave the note off for the listeners. Thank you so much, Adrian, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you, Summer. It was a pleasure. And I'm, I'm looking forward to doing this again with you. Absolutely. If you would like to know more about Adrian Branch, you can follow her on Instagram at Adrian Branch and at adrianbranch.nm.com. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love & Money Collective, a Core Women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com. 